Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Workman, and I have the lovely Brandon Dawson here with me today. Happy to be on the show. What was <laughs> those little thumbs up? Thumbs up. Is that how happy you are? You get two yeah. thumbs, not two one. Yeah, you've actually been, you've been in this very funny mood recently. I've been telling you this for the last couple of days. You're more snippy than you normally are, but you're also more jovial than you normally are. Like you just get these moments of extreme happiness where you're breaking out in song and dance often. Why is that? <laughs> well, I'm so excited about everything. What are you excited about? I mean, when I get in those snippy moods, it's because I've got a lot in, of my- In the snippy moods? Snippy moods. I got a lot on my mind because there's so much happening now and I'm trying to sort it all. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like a complicated filing system <laughs> and, and I have to file things in certain places and then I forget where I put them. So when uh-huh. I'm quiet and I'm trying to search for those things in my brain and then you want to talk about certain things, I get snippy or when you want to poke me or unplug my headsets or- That was actually, to be honest, the big issue. We were on an airplane ride home from Miami a couple days ago and I was just in a very playful mood. Needy, needy mood. Brandon needy. was not in a playful mood. No, so in, in order, con- I was in a meditation. So in order for me to get his attention, I kept pulling his headphones out of the television Which screen that he was watching. Out of, out of what I was doing. And it was driving him crazy. Crazy. And then we almost didn't talk for like, you know, a solid 30 minutes. So if you want to, so <laughs> all the ladies watching the show, if you want to know why I was snippy is because she was badgering me. Okay, that's different. I'm just saying you're very jovial. My point isn't to address the snippiness. I think, I think just, we should do a poll. How your, many people I think you're just on show. your man period right now. That's the snippiness. How many people that watch this show think that I have the capacity to be snippy? I am always jovial. I'm always happy. This is what he says. I I'm say, always cute. I say, you're so cute. And he says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to business, I'm serious. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about business, Brandon. He got a little excited about recording this podcast earlier today. And by a little, I mean pretty excited because we're going to talk about business so Brandon can be business Brandon. Business is allowed on the Age Gap Relationship Podcast? Baby, what's the show called? Age Gap Realness Podcast? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's why I'm a guest. I can't remember the details. After six months of recording this show, it's not called the Age Gap Relationship Podcast. Gap Realness Podcast. I wonder what you would have come up with if that wasn't right behind you. That's that complicated filing system I'm operating on. Oh my gosh. To be honest with you, thinking about your complicated filing system, it cannot be that complicated. Like you're not, you don't have the capacity to file things. I've never seen you file anything in your entire life. Hmm. Have you filed anything? Can you start filing away your the papers in your office or the books in your office? No, I'm filing memories and process and concepts and strategies and conversations and replaying them over and over and over so that when I'm on, I'm in the moment, I'm accurate. Yeah, I believe you do that. You're just not that's a good filing system. You're just not a good filer. No, that's my internal filing system. That, that's the like I'm filing right now. The magic behind there. I'm filing right now. What are you filing? Just I just filed that how much I love you. You should file that all the time. I do. Okay, so back to business, Brandon. Let's get some business going. We just came back from getting our place in Miami. Miami. Which Woo-hoo. we love it. Yes, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. And we're down in Miami because of this new business. And 
through the business, we've been getting both of us a ton of requests. Brandon's a little hurt because I get more requests than he does about how to work with us. So with everything that we're I get doing things in the like, future, how do you put up with her? How do you deal with her? You never do you, get that. How do you, how do Has you anybody ever her? asked you that? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one is asking you what how you do. What are the qualities you me? actually like about her? She seems so snippy on the show. <laughs> Actually, somebody did give me that piece of feedback the other day. Someone said that I cut you off constantly. Oh, whatever. I'm yeah. used to it. Back to business, Brandon. I don't feel like you're in business, Brandon mode right now. I'll get there. Trust okay. Me. All right. So in the conversations of what we're up to, there have been a lot of people who have reached out and just in day-to-day conversations that want to know either how they can work with us or how they can join and partake in the opportunities that were surrounded by and that we're able to create and connect people with. So today, what I want to talk about is how do we suss out a good potential teammate versus somebody that we just wouldn't have the desire to work with and our hiring process for bringing new people on board to our team. And we're very particular about this. Like this is the critical, this is what you and I talk about constantly. It's always the the people that drive the business, the people that are surround us, that drive our lives and the decisions that we make in order to run our lives in an efficient way so that we can create more opportunities that we're looking to create. So I are you taking this from, from the standpoint of guidance that we would give anybody that's looking for a job anywhere? Yeah, like I would love to be able to direct people to this podcast whenever somebody says, how can I work with you guys? Like this, the we will describe over the next 20-ish minutes the, the, the type of people, the type of interactions that we would want to have with people who want to work with us. That's awesome. What would you tell them? Uh, the first thing I would tell them is that they absolutely have to have read a few of the books that are critical to how we think and run our lives. One of them being beyond positive thinking. Like if you show up to a job interview with us and you actually want to be chosen and in alignment with what we're thinking beforehand, you need to read these books. You need to read beyond positive thinking. I would say somebody needs to read the 10X rule. Would you say 21 irrefutable yeah, laws of leadership? Yeah, uh, bam, give me a high five or a knuckles. knuckles. Yeah, I was just thinking that one. 21 yeah. irrefutable laws of leadership. John Maxwell, yeah. So like those three books, Good if you- Good to great, great by choice, how the mighty fall. Th- those are extras. Sell or be sold. No, yeah, but you're, these are all books. But the thing is, I think what you're saying is come prepared. Come prepared to know what we're about. And if you haven't watched our content, if you haven't listened to what we're about, then I mean, F, you flunk. But if you also haven't taken the step to read the things that we're planning our world around, then F you flunk there too. Like you're just going to show up and you're not going to understand who we are and what our value system is. Will's brand. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, look, uh, for me, Beyond Positive Thinking by Dr. Robert Anthony, this is the one that changed uh, my life and allowed me to become very intentional about uh, how to think so that you're following, you're doing follows your thinking. Uh, this 10x rule talks about massive action. It talks about how to hit the accelerator, when you should be hitting the accelerator, how to think about hitting the accelerator, how to think about creating massive actions so that you can perfect your process, perfect your approach. This one here, John Maxwell, this is Grant Cardone. Uh, John Maxwell talks about leadership, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. It talks about the elements that you can slot into your thinking and doing in order to create um, influence within an organization, either one that you own or one that you're working and contributing in. And to the extent that you can ar- articulate these these books and what you've learned from them, um, then uh, you're going to be a lot further ahead having conversations with us than you're going to 
be walking in and saying, I'd really like to work for you, but tell me what you do. And, and tell me what you think. Another tell piece of you doing your research is why do we exist and what are we trying to do? Like if you can't articulate that back to us, then it's clear that you're just excited about the opportunity that you think exists, but you're not actually excited about the things that we're excited about. And the second piece of that, I would say, after the books is in our onboarding process, we ask every single team member what their personal, professional, and financial goals are. In the interview process, we also have that conversation at a high level. Like, what are your goals? What drives you? What motivates you? And if you can't articulate in conversation the things that you're passionate about or why you wake up every morning and why you're interested in pursuing what we're excited about and what our goals are, that's also not going to be a fit for us. We want goal-oriented people. We want to surround ourselves and we want to work with and we will only work with people who have a very clear understanding of who they want to become uh, and what they're willing to do in order to get there. Yeah, well said. Thank you. What would be the third thing that you would tell somebody? You know, Grant just did a podcast on like the ability to go in and sit down and, and sell yourself on how you can help an organization succeed by generating revenue, not, mm. not just taking a job. Mm-hmm. I think too many people think um, that they're going to add a bunch of value just by showing up and, and being part of the team and that they should be you know, compensated for that value, which, you know, I don't disagree with that. But if you really want to participate in something that, that, you know, if the train's leaving the station and it's a huge opportunity, um, understanding how in context, whatever it is that your expertise is can actually benefit the organization in its growth cycle. So paying attention to things like what we say, what we're doing, who we're involved in, what they're doing, and and being up to speed on the concepts and the ideas and all this is readily available because between the two of us we've shot 30 no, 60 or 70 podcasts mm-hmm. and and anybody that wants transparency into how we think and, and what we're looking for uh, it's there you just need to find it but but very specifically what you said hire for attitude train for results mm-hmm. if somebody comes in with a great attitude with awareness as to what the mission is because they're paying attention and they can slot themselves into a unique skill set or a unique opportunity that they think they can contribute to the organization, they should be talking about that. Couldn't agree more. I love what you just started your point three with when you talked about the revenue that a team member should be bringing into the organization and should know before they walk in the doors what value they're bringing to our customers, our members, our clients, the people in our lives. Most people don't think in those terms. Most people don't sit back and think, I am part of this business and the business's goal is X. Well, my skill can directly contribute to X in these ways. I understand that there are all of these other things that I'll have to do that might not have a direct contribution to X, but the things that I can do that do generate revenue for the organization are going to be the things that I'm going to focus on and showcase how I can add to the organization's X. Can I tell you, based on what you just said, one of the most brilliant interviews I had over my career Mm -hmm. Uh, it, where I interviewed somebody. Okay. They came in, they were they were coming in for a professional development position within the organization. So they came in to interview with me and I was like the final interviewer, right? Because the team had interviewed them. They mm-hmm. made it to the top three people, right? Okay. So uh, this lady came in and she said to me, um, hey, he, you know, here's what I'm excited about the organization. Here's where I believe I can add value. 
And oh, by the way, I went to the website and I reached out to 10 of your members. Hmm. And I asked them these questions about how effective is the training? So how, and, and here's where you scored. And here's where I think I can bring value to this situation, understanding that this was only 10 of your members. So it's, it was a sampling. And I don't Doing know. Doing it in a humble way. In a humble way versus you guys suck because of this opportunity. Your research. But saying, I reached out to these members. I said I was interviewing. I really wanted to hear from them, you know, what they believe the value proposition was, how they were able to impact their business by working with you. And then in the particular area that I'm, I'm interested in, which is the professional development training side, I just wanted to understand where are some areas of opportunity that you, and, and where can we do things, where can they do things better? So when I'm in my final interview, I can have some context. And I was like, <laughs> you did that on your own, 10 of them. Well, let me see the, who you talked to. And I went and said, you know, a third of these people were great. Uh, but it put me in a position as the interviewer where I had to kind of humble myself and go, okay, you know, you're right. These things are true. Like I see this in the organization. Mm -hmm. These are areas of opportunity. She said, give me an opportunity and I'll show you how we can bridge that into something maybe more beneficial. And I thought to myself, well, that was kind of genius, right? Love Versus that. just showing up and saying, tell me about your job and tell me about this and tell me about your vision for the company. I'm like, I, you know, if you can't go read that or see it in videos that I've put out or watch some of the meetings I've done and, and you know, that it's all on the internet, like you should already know all that. Right. You should be able to come quote my passion and my interest and in why I'm doing it right. without me having to tell you why I'm doing it. Asking more specific creative questions around, I understand this is your vision. Could what I contribute do you find value in what I contribute and what I could add to that vision because I see this path of being able to help an underserved need? I do think what is important in this process of uh, finding people to work with that was sometimes missed uh, when new employees come and work with us, people are so eager to please and to just do whatever needs to be done. Like we, we really do a great job of hiring can-do people but one thing that is always set apart high performers versus people who just end up doing average or filter themselves out of any of our organizations is when people can't duplicate the process or the things that they're doing in order to have a process in place and then just manage the process. So it's not just a matter of getting things done and checking things off a task list. It's actually creating a a system for the job that you're doing and then being able to show other people how to execute on that system as well. We want people in our in our organization like what John Maxwell talks about on the leadership side of the house that we want people who want to be leaders. We want people who want to have teams, not somebody who just wants to have their own thing going on. So being able to really be structured in your thinking of saying, yes, I have this can-do attitude. I will do anything. I will go above and beyond. But I'll also document a process and know that there will be other team members that will eventually, through your leadership, be able to elevate it to do the things that you're doing currently so that you can do other things that contribute higher to the organization as the organization grows. I think I think ultimately we're, we're looking for people that have a bigger, broader perspective that we don't ever want to lose if they contribute to the culture and the environment and execute correctly and they want to grow in the business. The beautiful part, the reason I love starting businesses is because it's so refreshing to hire people that can come in at a level where the business is at and then put a 10 or 20 year plan for them to grow with the business. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Audigy, 
most of my executives, it was the first job they serious job that they had out of school. And they were able to grow from associates all the way to vice presidents, executive vice presidents, presidents. And many of those people went on to do other things over the years in other businesses, and some of them made a lot of money doing it. And it's just great to see people succeed because they have a long-term perspective versus mm -hmm. going and hiring people who technically are inclined and they're leaving a job and they're they're just they're distressed or dissatisfied where they're at and they're looking for something different. They tend to bring some of their old, you know, your future self is reflection of your present self, which is is from your past self. You carry that forward. So if you don't intentionally change your present self, your future self will just be an amplification of what you already are, right? And people will bring that into your environment and culture and they'll bring all their old garbage and all that stuff into it. So Find, starting businesses, finding aspiring people, and maybe somebody's been in a job for 10 years and they've been doing a phenomenal job, but that opportunity just isn't there for them to go to the next level. Mm. But if you're leaving a place, here, here's one thing. I would never hire anybody mm -hmm. that was interviewing with me bashing where they were before they came to interview. Oh, that's a really good one. And I think anybody that's listening to this, the number one rule with me is as soon as you start talking crap about the previous place you worked, mm -hmm. I know you're the problem. Right. So I won't I won't hire you. Right. And and it could be something as, well, you know, that company, uh, you know, they just didn't have their shit together or, you know, management didn't know what they were doing or the owner was screwed up, even if the business failed. Mm -hmm. But if you were part of that failure, like, mm -hmm. oh, I was there eight years and then the business failed because the owner made a bad decision. No, the owner saddled themselves with poor decision makers mm -hmm. that weren't brave enough to help save the business. And so you wrote it out. You got in the life raft and now you're interviewing with me because you're looking for the next guy to put you in their life raft. Like, like, like you really got to think about how you're positioning yourself. And, and here's the thing. People don't hang on to jobs and poor operating businesses that are high, high performers who could otherwise contribute. Those people go and they say, I'm, I'm, I'm going because it's time in my career to go to the next level. Not be bashing the people they left, but because they're talking about the opportunity they want to present. When people stay in a, in a sinking ship and then they come and talk about, oh, management made all these poor decisions, blah, blah, blah. And my, commerce, my, my question is, why the hell did you stay there so long? Mm. You stayed there because you took security over freedom. And instead of contributing to saving the business or going somewhere where you could be a huge contributor, you just rode it to the end because you wanted security and you wanted a paycheck. You wanted a job. So I'm thinking that while you're talking. Mm -hmm. So when you come so in, that's a big no. That's a big not to do. What not to do when interviewing? <laughs> don't talk. Don't bash shit about, about the place you were at. Yep. Talk about what you learned from it. Talk about how you're going to do something different with your career. And um, you know, bottom line is, NIOPs, negative influence of other people. The first thing I look for, my filters are, if you have any negativity, um, people have a hard time pretending to be positive. Hmm. It doesn't, yeah, it, it, they can only pretend for so long, right? Yeah. And then it comes out. It comes out in the way that you talk about your previous experiences. It comes out in the way that you talk about your goals and what your belief is about what you can actually achieve and what's possible and where your thoughts lie and the opportunity that's in front of you to be able to help you create that or if you still aren't confident, even if you had the opportunity that you could create what you want. And that all comes out. It's not like there's any perfect interview process. You know, we've, I've definitely made bad hires. You've made bad hires. Yeah. Hi, um, uh, slow to hire, fast to fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, 
any closing thoughts on, oh, I know I have a couple closing thoughts. If you are interested in working with us and we uh, are always interested in hiring new we're hiring people. For, we're hiring I mean, We're everything. hiring at Oddigy. We're hiring at Cardone Ventures. We're hiring for ourselves. We're hiring for all sorts of things all the time. And the we hardest thing- We are constantly thing, looking for new people. The hardest thing is finding great people yes. who actually are willing and committed to, to put themselves out there and have the meeting. Right. So if they're looking to work with us, where do they go? Well, not to me. No one texts or writes me. They all write now. They all write, they all write to me. So you should submit a 60-second video to careers at cardoventures.com. And the 60 seconds is, is meant to be uh, vague because we want to, to see your personality and what you put together in 60 seconds. Yeah, if you have one minute. I say this in every training I do with every business owner. If you have one minute to make an impression mm. on somebody that you've always wanted the opportunity to talk to, how far would you go? How accurate would you be? And how clear would you articulate in that one minute where you can add value? And I would challenge anybody that's interested in ever doing anything with me or you or us, have your shit together. Have your shit together. Send it to Nat. And... Uh, and we want to work with you well, if you're the right person. Yeah, if you're the right person. I want to work with everybody who's the right person. And, you know, like Grant said in his podcast, anybody that starts an interview conversation with, you know, I'm not a salesperson, they're not going to make the cut either because mm -hmm. I don't want to hire anybody who doesn't recognize that every single human being needs to sell themselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what position it is. You got one minute, and that one minute is to sell yourself. And if that's not, if that doesn't make you comfortable, don't send a video. Don't even, re don't even respond because – we're in the people business. We're in the business, no matter what we're doing, of helping people achieve a higher level of success personally, professionally, financially. And every single person that works with us needs to understand how to add that value to somebody else, which means they need to sell themselves and where they can add that value. And if you're not comfortable doing it, don't send a video. Then don't send a video. That's, biz that's business. Business Brandon, thank you for showing up on today's podcast. Until next week, you guys, have an amazing day, week, night, evening. Amazing life. How's it? Life. I love that. Have an amazing life. See you guys. Bye, guys.